It all begins with our mission. Working together, Capel Independent School District is committed to creating profound learning experiences for each child while nurturing meaningful relationships to positively impact our world. Excellence is happening all around us in public education. What makes CISD stand out are the fundamental beliefs we value. Great teaching, redefining success, collective engagement, and authentic relationships. Today, we take a deeper look at one of these core values and speak with an individual who personifies a deep connection with that value and brings it to life in everything they do. They are the true example of what it means to be stronger together. I'm AJB, encouraging you to join us on our journey. Listen as we turn the page in our CISD story. What's up, everybody? I'm AJB, representing the communications and community engagement team. Thanks for tuning in to Capel ISD's We Value podcast. Our libraries and our schools play such an important role in our students' daily lives. They help us share and celebrate diversity and the different cultures of our students, acknowledge the fight in social injustices, and help with our students' social-emotional needs. One person in our district has really helped shape our library services, what it looks like inside each of our libraries, and that person is Tina Baruman. Let's welcome Tina. What's up, Tina? <laughs> Hi, Adam. Good morning or Good morning. afternoon, however you're choosing to listen to this back. But um, wow, thanks for the intro. That made my heart so happy. <laughs> oh, no worries. So I usually like to start off our podcast with asking, what is your CISD story? Like, when did you get here? What roles have you been in? Things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, how did I get here? That's a fun story. Um, you know, I was in a neighboring district and um, just happy as can be, but we were driving a really long way from home. And so when I started looking um, to find something where we could put down some roots and settle down, um, Coppell was absolutely like at the very tip top of that list. And in um, my previous district, I we were actually partner schools with Town Center Elementary. Um, we were a STEM campus there, and Town Center is a STEM campus here. And so I was working already um, kind of, you know, in a collaborative role with Coppell ISD before I even came to Coppell. So that was so cool um, when I just kind of had that full circle moment and all the stars just kind of aligned. And um, I became the librarian at Town Center five years ago. Um, and it was kind of an interesting just worlds of colliding because Dr. Applegate at that time was doing her dissertation work and she was following some of the teachers um, at my previous campus. So she was um, in, in that district studying. And then, you know, she was also having all of these great classroom opportunities for us to partner with um, at our own campus. So it was just, it was honestly such a blessing when that position came open and I was able to apply for it and get into Coppell. And about a year afterwards, um, at that time, our head librarian, Deborah Marshall, she's amazing, amazing, amazing. She decided that she was going to retire. And so um, 
you know, I just was really encouraged by Dr. Applegate to throw my name in the hat for um, head librarian at the time. And, you know, the rest is just kind of history. So after spending some time at Town Center, I was able to support New Tech um, for about two years in more of like a digital kind of capacity. And then finally, as coordinator of libraries, um, I'm just able to kind of extend my reach a little bit farther into all of the different programs that we've got throughout our district. That's awesome. Um, we are certainly lucky to have you for sure. So this week we are celebrating our librarians for National School Library Day. This year, the American Library Association's theme is Welcome to Your Library. It promotes the idea that libraries extend far beyond the four walls of a building and that everyone is welcome to use their services. So, COVID-19. You know, <laughs> we thought we were rocking and rolling and then this lovely pandemic decided to um, jump in front of all of us. So, how have you seen... COVID really change and shape the new way we are doing things in our libraries? Are there things that maybe we'll keep because we have found that they are working better? Talk to me a little bit about how the, the pandemic has changed the library ways. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Let me count the ways, right? Everybody yeah. feels that way. Like COVID, man, that was rough. <laughs> It was like, okay, you're in the deep and let's go. There was no thinking. You just had to find a new plan. And um, Mary Kennington, um, she shared a quote with me like last summer. And she was like, girl, we are going to have to just get through this with grit and grace. And that was just kind of the motto that we adopted um, as a library team was we're going to have to have a lot of grit and we're going to have to have a lot of grace for ourselves and for the teachers that we serve and the families that we serve. And, you know, I'm just so incredibly proud of the way that our librarians, like in that moment, just, just ran with it. You know, they were like, okay, we can't put physical books in the kids' hands right now at the start of the pandemic. Like, let's make a plan for the fall. And what can we do to get books digitally in kids' hands, like immediately? And there was just so much uncertainty at the beginning of everything. It was just like trying to be as responsive to what our teachers' needs were and our um, learners' needs were in that moment and just finding every little small pocket that we could push into and, and really just supporting them um, from near or far. So I feel like I'm just kind of like an optimistic person by nature. And so for me, I've really tried to focus on the blessings that the pandemic has kind of brought. It's really forced us to like think about how can I serve all of my learners needs and just kind of like going along with the ALA theme, you know, welcome to your library. Like our goal has always been to serve all of our kids and all of our teachers and meet them where they're at whether it is that reluctant reader who, you know, swears up and down, oh, I hate reading. It's like, hmm. but that's a good challenge for us to like find that genre that you are excited about or find that author whose voice inspires you, you know. Um, and so kind of the same thing happened with our programs is we had to figure out what are the most important needs right now. 
And so, um, you know, all of our libraries already kind of had Schoology courses where they would share information, but man, those Schoology courses, they became imperative. They were crucial to maintaining that contact with the kids because, um, you know, our teachers were, were quickly finding plans and then in the spring. And so we were just trying to plug in to keep as much normalcy as possible. But going into this fall, we knew that, okay, digital programming is an absolute must. And everything that we're doing face-to-face, we have to find a digital alternative for it. And so that just became everything from like digital choice boards where kids could, you know, go into the library Schoology courses and look at some choice boards, whether they were looking for digital titles or they just wanted a way to interact with their peers in like a non-classroom necessarily setting, but like being able to like find a place online where they could talk to their friends and maybe another class that they weren't seeing on Zoom. And so a lot of our librarians would post questions like, what are you reading right now? Or what's the most exciting thing that's happened this week? And it was so cool to see the kids come to that digital space and just collaborate and connect with each other the way that we've always been able to do in the physical library. Um, Our libraries also our librarians were so kind of down like in the spring when we weren't able to offer like that print, you know, option for our kids because we were just trying to figure out how school was going to close. Right. So going into the fall, we knew a hundred percent, like we have to offer some kind of curbside service so that our at-home learners would have access to the print collection the same way that our face-to-face learners did. And so we pushed that out at all campuses. Um, And then a couple months into it, we extended it again. And we were like, what if kids didn't have to like place specific titles on hold? Like what if we could just roll out some carts um, during curbside service and give families that opportunity to just kind of swing by and grab some stuff in that moment? Um, And so that pop-up situation has just really been amazing. Um, And it's kind of neat because the kids get to see each other, even just for that like small moment, but it's just all about being responsive to what our community needs in the moment. And so it's transformative. It's still evolving. I know going into next year, there are definitely some things that we're like, there is no way we will ever go back to services the way that they were only face-to-face, like our digital presence is just skyrocketed. And so I'm so incredibly proud of our librarians just finding all of those unique ways to touch base with the kids and the families um, and just support our educators. Yeah, so I wanna touch, I wanna go dive a little deeper into one thing that you said talking about, you know, a possible student who says they hate reading. And I recently um, came across this quote, and it's from a professor of literacy education and children's literature. He teaches at Arizona State University, Frank Serafini. Okay, so here's what he says. He says, there is no such thing as a child who hates to read. There are only children who have not found the right book. Now, I know this is a hundred percent this is 100 percent true for my son he used to say this at all until you know we we partnered with the librarian and really found that niche that genre that he just loves 
You know, so what do you say about your experience with this, with really engaging with our parents to help teach that love of reading? First and foremost, amen to the quote that he said. Um, absolutely. I I would not be a school librarian if I didn't believe that with my whole heart. I truly believe that we are all readers. It's just, what is it that excites you about reading? And for like our younger kids, sometimes it's easier to get them excited and about just like new books, new genres, those kinds of things. Um, and for older readers and even adults um, who are like, oh, I don't have time. And, oh, you know, I, I don't like to read. It's like, well, you have to be reading the things that excite you. And so figuring out what is it that you love? What are you passionate about? And then just being able to, like you said, work with the school librarian to kind of partner to find those different areas of the library. You know, um, for, for some people, it is sports biographies. They're avid sports fans and they want to dive deeper into their sport of choice. Um, and so for some people, they are like, they love certain types of movies. And so they need fast pace or they need suspense or they need, um, you know, action and adventure. Or for me, my team, you know, the librarians, they always laugh at me because I'm like, I need lighthearted, I need basically Hallmark movie in a book. And so it's funny when they recommend titles to each other, they'll be like, Baruman, this is not the book for you. It's too stressful. You're not going to like it. But once you know what your niche is, it's like, that's where you need to start. And it's like a gateway into just becoming a reader. And um, over the years, my experience has been, I may hear parents share information with me like, oh, my kid only wants to read graphic novels or, oh, our audiobooks, that's kind of like cheating, right? Because that's not real reading. And it's like, stop, let them read what it is that excites them in any format, whether it's an ebook, an audiobook, or a print book. The goal is reading to become just an avid reader and honestly, a lifelong reader. We're all going to go through seasons in our life where we read more and sometimes less, but just fostering that love of reading and understanding that like it doesn't have to be about the required reading. Like you have to intentionally find those genres and be committed to developing yourself as a reader um, for the long haul, because maybe that's a self-help book when you're in your twenties, or maybe that is like a scary story when you are in middle school or our elementary kiddos, they love all things, you know, Diary of a Wimpy Kid and um, you know, dork diaries, like they find their series and they latch onto them because they just learn so much about these characters and they just feel like they're wrapped up. And it's the same feeling that we get as adults when we get wrapped up into like a TV series, you know, you, you start identifying with characters and we just are firm believers that we want our kids to experience as many books as possible. Um, and, and sometimes it takes a little bit longer to get that trust from that reader who maybe is reluctant and just making sure that we are always making recommendations to them that are based on what they are interested in because we want them to stick with it, you know? Um, for the Bennett family, I believe we are all audiobook people. 
Um, and that has really been a game changer for our family. Um, you know, even even me reading books for school, you know, I try to find it, uh, an audio version of it. I just find I can focus better. Um, I get, if I'm reading an actual book and not listening to it, I feel like I've just pulled in so many other different directions that I just can't focus. Right. And I mean, it kind of just goes along the lines with like every learner has a different learning style, right? So every reader has a different reading style. And I know for my husband, it was so funny because, you know, he was the guy that married the librarian and he hated to read. And even with him, I was like, oh no, I'm not giving up on you just yet. And he discovered audiobooks, and that was for him what he needed. He was, he had a long commute and he would start and end a book within a work week. And he just became an avid reader because of that. So I, I believe in the power of audio and eBooks um, and in audiobooks, I, I personally was kind of late to the game on that. Um, but now I just, I love them so much and it's so easy now to just plug in like your AirPods and just do your normal everyday routine. I find myself listening to audiobooks when I'm just shopping at Target or cleaning up around the house. Um, and it's so nice that you can just keep going and be so, you know, drawn into the story. And yeah. So parents, if you're listening and yeah. you you see your child struggling with the whole finding what they want in a book, please reach out to your librarian and have that conversation with them because there is a book out there for them and 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 they will help them find that. And same thing with graphic novels. Like I have a lot of teachers or parents that are like, "Oh, this kid only wants to read graphic novels." And I'm like, "That is okay." There's so much characterization and inferencing that takes place in graphic novels. It just, it's another way to read, but there is no wrong way to read, you know? So we just have to meet our kids where they're at and just encourage, you know, them to start and finish a book and then find the next one, you know? So let's um, switch gears here and talk about our community and engaging with them. For those of you who are listening and don't know our value of engagement, here's what the value states. We value collective engagement that positively impacts the lives of our children and our world. You know, one thing we try to do in our district is to make sure that we are doing that and that we're helping celebrate and um, show the important days in their lives. So, for example, Diwali, Black History Month, Ramadan, Christmas, Kwanzaa. Our libraries, you know, typically have book displays that represent what is going on in our community and in the world. Social justice issues, different celebrations of all the different cultures CISD represents. How in the world do our librarians keep up with all of this? Oh, it's definitely a team effort for sure. Like, I know I said it earlier, but like, I'm just so proud of them. You know, I'm just so proud of how collaborative they are with one another and how they hear the needs of one campus and they're like, oh, you know what? I bet my campus has those needs too. And it just, through those conversations, it just sparks more questions that we can ask to our educators and our learners. Um, And, you know, celebrating 
all of the ways that make us who we are is such a passion for our team because I mean, we truly, truly from the bottom of our hearts believe that like books should be reflective of our kids and the experiences they have. And if they are not reflective of our community, then, you know, we're not really providing enough you know, and we just believe in the power of bibliotherapy and we believe in just how books open up worlds to different people um, that maybe they're not experiencing firsthand, but it gives them an opportunity. Um, there's a saying in the library world, it's like books should be, you know, mirrors and they should also be windows. Um, and and it's it really does encompass just what we are as a team and what we're trying to accomplish through our collection is we want our books on our shelves to be reflective of the kids that we serve, but we also want them to be windows into worlds and situations that maybe they're not experiencing at their home because we truly believe that it just builds empathy and understanding and what better way to do that than through literature. Okay, so let's talk about social emotional learning. Um, so huge right now. Um, it's so big that it's even one of our um, superintendent's goals. Um, and if if you're listening and you don't know what that goal is, I'm just going to read that for you. It is, we will implement training and strategies aligned to social emotional learning for our students and staff in order to create and sustain a safe, inclusive, and responsive environment for all. So how are the librarians meeting these needs? Because I know they are. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of goes back to that just conversation of building that trust with our learners and finding out, you know, what is it that they need that we can be responsive to. And so even before the pandemic hit, we had already started implementing different makerspace um, opportunities throughout our campuses that were really targeting like SEL opportunities, social emotional learning. Um, and so there were some libraries that may have had like quiet corners, there were like reflection opportunities, um, et cetera, et cetera. But our work is really, really right now focused on making sure that we have books in our libraries that are going to be responsive to the social emotional learning needs of our learners. And so our team has um, spent the time and really dived into the data um, through Panorama. I'm I don't know how much background uh, to really share on Panorama, but essentially our learners are surveyed um, throughout the year, um, just about a variety of learning things. And one of the big areas is social emotional needs. And so just taking kind of the data and looking um, at what is it that our kids are worried about? What, what stresses them? What, what can we do as a team to kind of help those, those needs? And so sometimes that means purchasing books on perseverance or grit. Sometimes that is book talking um, books with characters who are really struggling with different things. Last year, we brought out an author at our elementary campuses um, by the name of Ellie Schwartz, and she wrote just the most beautiful books 
on just mental illness and characters that are dealing with different things like OCD or anxiety and just having those conversations about characters because we know that somewhere out there, there is a reader um, who needs those materials. Um, another way that we've really worked um, on the SEL kind of goal with our district is by partnering with our counselors. The librarians and the counselors are just you know, there's just so much love there. You know, we, we our, our hearts are in that same place. Like we want to serve the needs of, of our communities, right? And so one of the things that we talked to them about was like, we want to be very intentional with our budget and just make sure that we are not just providing curriculum resources for our educators, but also some curriculum type resources perhaps that um, our counseling team might need when they go into classrooms to start conversations through read-alouds. Um, and so we worked closely with them to kind of look at their scope and sequence and the things that they kind of covered throughout the school year and really finding um, several books on each of those topics. Another thing that we did with the counselors was we surveyed them like, what are you hearing the most from our learners? Like, what are some topics and themes that you are seeing, whether that is um, students who are struggling with, um, you know, adapting to like a new home situation or like a diverse or stress or um, just in anything that would kind of fall under that umbrella. And we have been out there looking for books like high quality pieces of literature that really touch on those social emotional learning needs. Yeah. And I want I really want to, you know, express to our parents that are listening that, you know, if there is an area where you think maybe we have the opportunity to get better in, you know, please let us know. If you don't see, you know, maybe a display in our classrooms that, you know, it's something that you celebrate in your home. Again, we would love to learn about all the different things that you celebrate. If you see your child that needs an extra social emotional book or resource, let us know. So, you know, we can really have that relationship and partner with you so that we can make sure that your students' need is met. That is so, so, so important to us. Absolutely. I mean, over the years, I've had parents um, come to me like, my kid is stuck on this series. Like, I can't get them to read something that's not, you know, fill in the blank, Captain Underpants. And like, we serve in those readers advisory roles for parents as much as we do our students. Like, if your kid loves this, then have, you know, you tried this, this, or that, you know, whether it's a different series or a similar um, type of writing style, et cetera. But I mean, that also goes with our collection. Like we are always surveying our kids throughout the year. Like what kinds of books are you looking for? And we're always very open to suggestions, um, you know, and so absolutely. I would, I would encourage parents who are like, I'd love for my kid to be able to read a book on this, you know, topic or theme, and then allow us to go out there and really search for those materials. And sometimes I've even had parents come to me in the past where they're like, 
hey, I really need to have this tough conversation with my kid, but I don't really know how to brace that topic. Do you have a book recommendation? And our librarians can also provide some um, different titles for different scene, um, you know, themes that your kids are going through in that moment. It's just kind of like a, an opening to a discussion. I absolutely love that because, you know, and I, I don't know why, but when we had our children, they did not come with an instruction manual. Um, so that is so, that is such good advice. So parents, again, if you need help, start with your librarian. They will point you in the right direction. And if they don't know, we, we have someone definitely on the team that will know the answer to it. Absolutely. All right, folks, there you have it. Again, we want to thank all of our librarians. Without each and every one of you, our campuses would not be able to function properly. The gifts each of you bring to the table is beyond comprehension, and we are so thankful for you. This week, we celebrate you. To our District Library Services Coordinator, Tina Baruman, you are the real deal. I love listening to your passion for reading, but more importantly, your passion for our students. And finally, listeners, I can't express this enough. If you need help, whether that is helping your kids find a specific book, or helping with a student's research, or even need a book to help those tough conversations with your kids, reach out to your librarian. And remember, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. I'm AJB, we will see you soon. To all of our We Value podcast listeners, thank you for joining us. And we invite you to download our We Value show notes for this episode and other episodes at www.capellisd.com slash wevalue. In the meantime, subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on any of our podcast platforms, and share it with your friends and family on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us at the Coppell ISD's We Value Podcast. <laughs>